believes to be of quality. But there is, unseen by most, an episodic horror-based TV show. A show that still holds up. A show called Tales from the Dark Side. Hey, what's up and welcome back to Talks from the Dark Side. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Chris Barr. And today we're talking about Answer Me, directed by Richard Freeman and written by Michael McDowell. And the original air date was February 17th, 1985. And now we're just kind of chugging through these. Oh, we're, we're just yeah. blasting. We're breaking on through to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. This is what? Episode five for video. Yeah. Talks it, from the Dark good. Side video edition. <laughs> And you, you're also getting this. We failed to mention that, but you're also getting the audio version. So if you're if you listening on the podcast apps, it's still going to be there. Don't worry about it. You're not left out. No, this is like an extra bonus for you. So Richard Friedman, this guy's done a ton of shit, like outside of just television yeah, and going and through his monsters credits. and tales yeah. from the dark side yeah. or tales from the crypt. Usually, even. that's all we have. Yeah, there's like a couple guys from monsters and. Yeah. Tales from Dark Side episodes. Yeah, but this guy, he's done Scared Stiff, Doom Asylum, uh, Phantom of the Mall. Uh, what is that? The Revenge of Eric or yeah. Eric's Revenge? Yep. Eric's yeah. Revenge. Uh, and then, he, of course, th he did some Monsters episodes and some other Tales from the Dark Side episodes. And he also directed that fucking Dark Wolf movie with Kane Hodder. He's oh, like the biker Jesus werewolf Christ. guy. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, who's did some uh, stellar work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as bad. I like Scared Stiff a lot. Yeah. Scared Stiff has that guy from Munchie in it. Elliot Car the guy who plays Elliot Carlisle and Munchie is also in. Oh, that's right, stuff. like the sleazy guy. Yeah, the sleazy yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and this is this one's written by Michael McDowell. And if you want to get, we're not going to go into a big thing with Michael McDowell because we already talked about Michael McDowell on the Inside the Closet episode. Go back, check it out. Uh, talks from the Dark Side. But he is one of our favorite writers on Tales from the Dark Side. So every time his name pops up. It's always a good sign. Oh, you know it's going to be a good one for sure. And again, we have we have somebody with a little bit better directing chops than your average Tales episode director. Yeah. Like this opinion. one's got a little more meat to it as far as like directing goes. There's a cuz a lot of this one is heavily um reliant on visual storytelling. Yeah. And we were talking about this a little bit before. So so before we before we get into the episode, why don't you you uh, lay that Fangoria synopsis on oh, us? Yeah. So here's the official Fangoria synopsis from the official Tales from the Dark Side episode list. <laughs> an out of work actress is plagued by the sound of an incessantly ringing telephone from the vacant apartment next to hers. You hear that? Investigating the phantom phone, the woman traces the calls to the dark side, and madness follows. Is it a call from the dark side? That's what it says. <laughs> and that's the first time I've seen that, like the dark side reference, which isn't, a th it's not a theme here. No. But it's weird seeing it like as a, you know, proper noun. It's weird because you say that and it reminds me of a Rod Serling like intro where he's like, and that's the Twilight Zone. Yeah. You know, what's happening in yeah. the Twilight Zone or so whatever. So maybe this is a new... Thing it have, might know. be, but this episode plays out like a zone big time. It does. You can actually set this to black and white if your TV has that and oh, yeah. you have a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. 
we got Gene Marsh in this playing uh, Joan Maitland. And um, speaking of zones, she was in uh, a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. So going back to Twilight Zone, yeah. we, here's the crossover. So she was in the episode The Lonely, which is the one of the murderer who's set to like live out a sentence on some asteroid. She's like the robot. As his like companion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's like the crying robot at the yeah. end. Yeah, that's her. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. The, the, um, there's a lot of people crossing over from all of these, um, you know, anthology shows and stuff. And she also plays Queen Bavmorda in in Willow. Yeah, <laughs> she's the evil queen. Yeah. And what is it? Uh, Nurse Wilson in uh, Return to Oz. Yep. Yeah. She's in that. It, what? Whatever. Oh, I forget what the, the who's the chick that takes her faces off. I forget her name. Oh, it's been a while. I forget. Mumby. Is that it? Is that her name, Mumby? I forget. I don't yeah. think. I don't know. It's been a while. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So so that that particular plot synopsis wasn't too revealing. No. Um, and we keep joking about these. It's like yeah. they're always give away too much, and they just some like summarize the episode, start yeah. to finish. But this one, it's like. The last few have been a little less, a little more vague mm-hmm. and a little less spoiler. Uh, I think it has to be because there's, again, this relies very much on visual storytelling and because there's not too much happening in it. It's a also, lot of suspense. Yeah. And also a thing to note here is this is the first episode we have in the series where it's carried by one actor. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's only just one person in this episode. And technically one location. Yeah. Technically. Would you consider it one location? No, it's two. It's two. Yeah. It's two rooms in a hallway. Yeah. But it's yeah. It's one actor. It's very. It's very claustrophobic. Yeah. Um. That. So. Uh, so Jean Marsh plays uh, this actress who comes to New York City from I think from L.A. But she's yeah, a British I think it's actress because she keeps mentioning L.A. time and what she'd be doing. Yeah, what yeah. she'd be doing over there. So she comes to New York to look for like new work and stuff, and she's staying at her friend's apartment. And her friend's renting her the fucking apartment for like six hundred dollars a month. Um, and we open up we right right out of the gate we open up with somebody like banging on the wall and yeah, a telephone like, ringing loud. at night like. And this is just kind of like it's not too creepy. Mm-hmm. When we start out, yeah, and we we're right out of the gate with she it. She chalks it up to like noisy New York neighbors. Yeah, pain yeah. in the ass. At one point, she like leans out. Now this keeps happening like night after night. She leans out the window at one point, and she like yells at the people next door because yeah. for them to pick up the phone or hang yeah, up or it was, whatever. Like five o'clock in the morning, she's trying to sleep and just cannot sleep. Yeah, like three, and yeah. she's like got to get up for an audition the next day and yeah. shit. So she ends up. um getting disturbed every night by this like incessant like banging so much that like the fucking painting on the wall is like yeah. moving and this constant phone ringing and it gets to the point where she calls her friend and she's like hey what the fuck is the deal with the apartment next door like the phone is ringing off the hook there's banging on the fucking wall she's like what are you talking about yeah, i have no idea what you're talking about she's like that, that's never happened before yeah. And the more this keeps happening, you know, the more she's kept gets, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and can't sleep and just, you know, just ruin her nights. She's like just slowly losing it. Yeah. And like the more it progresses and the crazier she goes, she just goes off the deep end. She's talking to herself this whole time. Yeah. And that's a big thing, too. Like, I feel like I feel like when they pitch this, they're like, they're like, no, no, McDowell, we can't have this fucking actress not say anything throughout the whole episode because I would have really loved the, the, the thing she's saying is 
internal monologue stuff. Yeah, stuff you'd have like with a voiceover. Yeah, just like I can't sleep. This is crazy. Yeah. What are they doing next door? All all these all these like rapid fire thoughts that you'd have running through your head as the shit's going on. And it's a little it's a little corny sometimes when she says it out loud, but I think she sells it pretty well. Yeah. But yeah, she does a good job of like carrying this episode, being the only actor here in this, mm-hmm. you know, episode here. Just just constantly talking to herself. It's yeah. like that can't be an easy thing to do. No. So it, and especially ha- not really having anything to work off of except for the the insanity. Like she's she's getting she's being driven mad by a, just a noise mm-hmm. in the other room. Um and that's all she really has to play with. So she does a very good job at like slowly becoming unraveled throughout this episode. Um, and at first it's kind of comical and sort of uh, a little redundant. Yeah. But then things begin to escalate in a way that's fucking like bone chilling because like <laughs> she finally has had it like fucking up to here. And she's yeah. like, that's enough. Even watching it. It's like you're you're watching the episode of this phone. It just it's in doesn't stop just keeps going it keeps keeps going it, yeah. <laughs> so um damn I, I can't focus with the fucking phone ringing <laughs> so uh not only not only it, it, it has she she had it up to here but she finally calls like the superintendent of the building and she's like listen I'm in F12 somebody in F13 I think it's I think it's something like that or F23 I think she's in I don't know 12E they're in 12F oh 12E like 12F something some, like some that, shit yeah. like that anyway apartment next door and uh you know there's there's an incessant phone that won't stop fucking ringing these goddamn people keep banging on the wall and the guy's like what are you talking about lady she's like nobody's in that nobody's been in that apartment for like 2 years and he yeah. she's like what she's like yeah they yeah, strangled them. They, they strangled themselves. And she's like, what do you mean? They strangled themselves. So she hangs up with them and she's like, how do you how do you even do that to yourself? Yeah, more talking to herself yeah, and trying yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. But I, I like how she kind of like explores that kind of. Like, how does that even work? Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe they hung themselves. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's a funny way that, to say that. A, yeah. <laughs> that's right. a funny way of saying strangled yeah. themselves. So she so so now she's freaked out, and then as a viewer, you're like, "Okay, we got ghosts or something going yeah. going on over there. What could be banging on this fucking wall? Like, is it a person? Like, what's the story with it?" So she finally goes over there to because she's had enough, and she's not she's she was scared at first, but now she's like, "Fuck this! I got I got to stop this because I'm not getting any sleep." And now she's like, been up for like what forty eight hours or something some like shit that. like yeah. that, or like running on like an hour of sleep. Yeah. Also, too, thing to note here is like as we're going, it's like, you know, her talking to herself was like, like you said, it was a little comical in the beginning. But yeah. like the further this goes and unravels, it starts getting more just the creepy factor starts going up. Yeah. Especially like with the lighting and the yeah. sound design. The sound comes in a lot more yeah. over this point. And it ramps up as we go through this yeah. episode. So it's it's very, it's very the tension is and uh uh is very well done. Yeah. She finally goes, she works up the courage to go over there and she like opens it with a credit card or she goes open it with a credit card and the fucking door just opens. Just slides open. Yeah. Now, previously, she's been like banging on the door and like jiggling the knob and it's been, you know, it's been yeah. locked. So whatever's in there lets her in and she walks in to a completely empty apartment. Yeah. Nothing in there. Except the fucking wall <laughs> yeah. where there is just but like bang marks like in the wall, like the the fucking drywall is cracked and smashed, yeah. or plaster and lath, maybe. And not even a couple. It's like the whole entire wall. It's like is big, covered big parts of yeah. it, and like that is just terrifying. Yeah. 
to me because like you've been uh, terrorized by this sound and this incessant ringing for nights on end and you go over there there's nothing in the apartment at all except the wall is fucked up right where on the other side is your bed where you've been sleeping like what separated by drywall and some two by fours it's terrifying um she ends up uh I think she, I think she ends up getting out of there this time. Yeah, she leaves the first time, and then you know sees the walls, uh, the marks on the wall, goes back to her apartment, and is like trying to figure out like what's going on, trying to piece it together. Yeah, and like she thinks like somebody might have ha- had to have slipped out the window. Yeah, she's or like, questioning herself, trying somebody, to make sense of all this. Somebody's hiding in the bathroom yeah. or something. Um, but then um, the ringing happens again. The bangs Keeps happen going. again. Um, and then this time she goes over and she's like, I don't, okay. So I don't know why she goes back over there. She knows something's up and she's like, she does that thing where she's like, please don't be open. Please don't be open. Please don't be open. And the fucking, of course the door opens. Yeah. But she goes in and again, this is so fucking creepy when she opens it. Now we can't, she can't see it yet, but we can see it. She opens the door and there's a huge chunk missing like out of the door like yeah. somebody smashed it the off the back of the door that wasn't there when, when she, she went was... over the first time right yeah and then now the wall is totally fucked up and and i i mean she's got a lot she's got some fucking balls on her man because she like yeah. she's like yelling at this phantom person to come out of the bathroom like they're hiding in there yeah um and then the closet closes and she goes over to the closet and she opens it up and there's nobody in there but she's like aha and she pulls out the she pulls out the fucking phone and that's all that's in there is the phone just the phone just yep. the phone so this like adds a completely new dimension of creepy to this because na- now it's like the bang the banging on the wall and the and the fucked up wall and the empty you're apartment is the one phone thing in the closet finding the phone in the closet is one thing yeah. now you're using this phone that you've been hearing ring incessantly Non-stop. and she calls the phone company to um to have the phone disconnected or she calls the operator or something. Yeah. Also, she's like completely delirious at this point. Yeah. Totally, totally she's shot like out. laughing and stuff. Yeah. And you know, she's like lost her mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think she calls the operator or some shit or the operator picks up. doesn't matter. Case in point is, um, she tries to get the phone shut off and she's like, well, what's the telephone number? And she looks and there's no number on the phone. She's like, well, I don't know the phone number. She's like, it's not mine. And she's like, you can't shut off a phone that isn't yours. I'm like, yeah, but nobody lives in this apartment. It's been, you know, and she explains the operator kind of what's been going on. Not even. She's like, that's what makes it even creepier. She's like, she's like, well, th- there's no tenants in here. They're dead. Uh, and they're like, gun, a knife, strangulation. Yeah. And she's like, and that uh, was kinda, that's just the way that she says that is just weird. It's it's fucking bone chilling dude she hangs up the phone like really quick and she's like trying to think of like who's in the city that she knows that like might be playing a prank on her or something call my friend beth yeah so she calls beth and the same voice answers beth's not here something's happened to her death by strangulation or she says something it's fucking creepy as hell dude so she throws the fucking phone down and she goes to run out and all the fucking doors slam shut oh there's that one thing too because uh she hangs up on the Beth thing. I'm sorry. She hangs up on the Beth thing and then picks up again and calls the operator. And they're like, operator? And the and she's like, oh, give me the police. She's like, yeah, sure. Canine unit. Uh, t- t- terrorist terrorist division. And it, like, just fucking with her yeah. like hardcore. <laughs> she Then she hangs up, slams the phone on the ground, tries to run out. All the doors close. She can't get out. 
Then it's a POV of this phone, which is a little hokey, but it yeah, totally- this part, this effect, I mean, it's a, I get their, what they're going for. Yeah. But maybe just the effect was sort of like a little hokey, but it, it's like, at this point, it's like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, th- I like it. I like I, it I'm too. just saying it, it can be, I'm saying people who are going to watch this now, it can be a little hokey, yeah. but it's like a POV of the phone, like going towards her. And this fucking thing is ringing and it's like bouncing up and Ring down as, it, as it's attacking her. <sighs> and it's like, it's really disturbing because of the way that it's lit and shit and the yeah. sound and the shots. And Plus all you have this. a camera on top of the, the phone as yeah. it's like going on the floor. Some yeah. weird Like, you know, creature POV. It's really yeah. weird. And then it finally, finally, the receiver like lashes out and like wraps its cord around her neck and strangles her to death. And she just drops the floor. And, and that's Credits. it. It's yep. not even it, it's just, it's this great long shot because we cut back to the apartment. That's right. With her with her um, shitty like frozen dinner on the on the oh, table. That's, I completely and forgot about that part. Long ass pan down the hallway to the apartment. And she's just strangulated on the floor. Yeah. And it like the his, the cycle repeated itself. It's like towards the end of this episode, it gets like uncomfortable. Yeah, especially yeah. when she goes in the apartment the second time, mm-hmm. picks up the phone to call the operator. Yeah, it's like that's when it's like the music picks up and it just like drops out, kind of the two. Yeah, and it gets like just like super eerie. The, the feeling of dread in this episode is incredible, considering like that it's like a made-for-TV horror yeah. show. Yeah. Um. It's just super well done, yeah, and she totally she totally sells it. And like you said before, I mean, you fucking nailed it, dude. Like, if you put this in black and white, like it could totally be. Yeah, a Twilight change the Zone music episode. up a little bit, yeah. put some like older, you know, sound and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You got a Twilight Zone episode, yeah. and it's about a fucking killer telephone. And you're like, that's stupid. Nope, it's probably one of the better episodes that we've watched so yeah, far. It really opinion. is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think I think it proves the point of it doesn't matter really what the subject is; it's how it's executed. Yeah, and especially right? with the series, and like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but being a sort of a low budget production here, yeah, it's like that does sort of limit the things this you know series can do. But here, it's like it's made to work because it's a good story and a solid actress, a hundred percent. And like, this sounds like it would be stupid. Yeah, like if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, it's about to kill a telephone." And and again, the the way that it's presented and done is just like crafted like super well. Uh, 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 Friedman knows exactly what he wanted to do with this because it could have easily been stupid. Yeah, um, very easily. This like, could have been a very like just, just a dumb episode. And I feel like anybody else that maybe picked this up wouldn't have like played with it in the same yeah. way he did or like did the same things he did because they would have been like this is dumb nobody's gonna think this yeah. is scary so i'm not even gonna try like imagine and let's he... make it like this could have easily been like a comedy oh yeah episode you know what i mean like imagine her calling the operator imagine that scene yeah. give the operator like a funny accent yeah or like oh hello laughing. or you know whatever yeah. Yeah. it just ruin it. it it and what's even to add <laughs> to the creep factor i think it's her on the re- on the receiver end is it really it's like her I voice didn't catch that. okay I'm pretty sure it is, which even makes it even creepier that it's like the possessed phone is like using her voice to talk to her. Now this goes back to the Harry Anderson. Oh yeah. (laughs) Where it's like now that you got people trapped in like the phone dimension. Well, that's the thing too. There's a whole, the tales. Maybe. So maybe this woman is the movie time (laughs) voice in the Harry Anderson episode. Do you think like this is a heavy this is like the hitman that harry anderson hires right. in the phone world 
Like, hey, babe, I got a fucking job for you. Go kill this bitch. That's her. And then it inherits a telephone. Yeah. Oh, Maybe maybe she was an actress. She was going to be an actress on one of Harry Anderson's uh, there it is. pilots, yeah, there's right? A crossover. And they're like, yep. yeah, we don't we don't want her on this yeah, thing. And like, but it. but she's in with the director, so there's no way that she's not going to be in yeah. it. He's like, well, you're going to have to fucking kill her. Kiss kiss <laughs> kiss kiss. Yeah, that obnoxious voice. <laughs> but yeah, going back to like what we're saying, it's like any this could have gone totally south in yeah, a whole bunch of ways. Big but time. They pulled together. This is really I like this episode a lot. Again, I'm going to say it again. It, it, it's the ex- it's all about the execution and it's pulled off like really really well. Yeah. Um. Again, killer fucking telephone. Yeah. Could have been something dumb. It could have had teeth, and oh, yeah. it could have been like you know easily like stupid rubber monster puppet thing like biting somebody. Yeah. Or... Some weird plastic that just looks all just looks like a total prop funky. And stuff. Yeah. Which I would have. Yeah. I found fine, fine. Yeah. But like they took a they took a totally different route with it and uh, the the banging on the wall. And the set and just the ringing is just so simple and so fucking effective yeah. for the storytelling. Um, I I love this episode. Also, it's like you can kind of look at it as like a modern, you know, modern eighty, you know, eighty five <laughs> contemporary, yeah, there contemporary version of um, almost like the Telltale Heart. Kinda, in a way, yeah, yeah, in a way, I can I can see the similarities Which there. Is for a sure. person just going mad by a sound that just won't stop? Did she kill herself? We don't know. Was it actually the phone? Right, strangled herself with a telephone cord. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely love this one. Um, again, it, the, the lighting is great. The cinematography is really good. Storytelling, the visual storytelling is good. And even though it's a little too. It should be an inner monologue. I would have very much liked a VO yeah. in her reacting as opposed to her saying everything. It does take me out of it a little bit, but not so much so where it's distracting. Um, because she's a great actress. She pulls it off like, like the flying colors. Um, it's just all around a well-crafted short, sweet to the point. Well done horror story. Yeah. 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 Just like a really solid episode. Yeah. There's across the board. It's like, I mean, you covered every point, you know, I wanted to say, but it's, you know, agreed. It's like, that's, you know, again, going back to the little phone effect. It's like some people might not be crazy about it, but if we can call that the worst part of the episode, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there totally. could be a if if the acting was a problem, that would have destroyed the entire thing. Yeah. Like it would all fall apart. Yeah. But like we were just talking about the the anniversary dinner episode where, well, you only had 22 minutes to fit it in and blah, blah, blah. And like this takes its time yeah. and builds the suspense. And it's worth it. And then there's a payoff. Yeah. And it's totally satisfying, yeah. uh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like I've said this a few times, but with this show it's like my favorite ones personally are the ones that are more like the creepier ones straightforward horror oriented yeah horror oriented like yeah, the less sure. ho- the less comedy in these mm-hmm. the better sure and i feel like more should be like this episode yeah and again it could have been a comedy episode yeah. just for the sheer fact of the the person on the outside looking at this uh, like yeah. like like an i don't want to say non creative but like Somebody who's like, oh, I got to direct a fucking phone hard. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to make this dumb because yeah. nobody's going to take it seriously. Until they had fun with this. Totally. Yeah. And you don't know what the fuck's going on until the very, very end. And by the time we get there, it's totally fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but, uh, but yeah. That's, yeah, it's a good ride. It's a great ride. Yeah. Yeah, that was Answer Me. So uh, until next time, I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Chris Barr. Where's it coming? I'm not I'm not picking I I'm not picking this up.
from the dark side is always there, waiting for us to watch it, waiting for us to hit play. Until next time, try to find it on DVD and watch along with us.